Hey y'all, welcome back to the Blessed Sheep Podcast. I'm Reagan Hodge, your host, and today we are here with a very special guest. This is Tracy Hodge. I am Reagan's mom. Yes, she is my mother. So today I invited her on here to talk about some really fun stuff called parenting. (laughs) I don't know much about parenting, but I'm pretty positive that my mom does. Because, well, I'm still alive, so I guess she's done pretty pretty well. <laughs> okay, so we all know I had to ask my mother the first question I always ask everybody, which is, if you could describe your walk with Christ in one word, what word would you choose and why? Very difficult. Um, having a job and having three kids and going in a million different directions all the time. Um, It is just really tough to stay disciplined for a prayer and reading the Bible and things like that. Okay, that's a very honest and transparent answer and I love it. Okay, so one of the first things I wanted to talk to you about is how you think being a Christian affects how you parent your kids. on contrary to maybe if you didn't have those same morals and beliefs? Well, um, I feel like that it has a, uh, an effect on how I raise my kids because, um, well, I don't want them to be a menace to society. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I try to raise them, um, you know, the way I feel like uh, the Lord would, you know, want me to raise them. Um, you know, I, I have I teach them about truth and faithfulness and being a good friend and, and doing the right things. Um, I just do it the best I can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can remember from back when I was like little, little, having in, like having those values instilled in me, which kind of already set me apart from a lot of the kids that I went to school with. You know, you can tell some kids who haven't had those same values instilled in them and it really makes a big difference and people can look at you and tell you know you've been raised differently from everybody else and um i remember like me and my sisters um having those values of sharing (laughs) which we were not good at (laughs) with each other anyways and always (laughs) starting fights and so (laughs) (laughs) and you having to teach us about fairness and how to share and how to be nice to each other I think y'all still sometimes struggle with that (laughs) yeah possibly (laughs) she might be right about that (laughs) but um I know on my part I can say that having those values instilled in me I can say has um I think really helped me grow into a different person compared to if I probably didn't have those values I would say maybe when I was younger, I was a bit of a menace anyway. <laughs> Honestly, well, I always thought that when, when you grew up, you were going to be the one that gave me fits, but <laughs> you proved me wrong. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe still sometimes, but it's fine. Okay. And one thing that I have always been able to tell my friends, because in my last episode with Aubrey we talked about you and how (laughs) I always come to you for everything and um a lot of that comes from having this trust I know I can come to you and I can trust you which 
I don't know if you would like go and tell your girlfriends like what I said to you because <laughs> I don't know I feel like at that point you're not old but you know kind of grew out of that <laughs> I mean too old to gossip anymore about that kind of stuff you know what I mean I wouldn't gossip about my children anyway <laughs> so what do you think you have done to establish trust between you and your kids um I've been available um oh, that's a good one. I just try to always be there and well I, I stayed home with y'all for so long and um so that just established a really close relationship with y'all but even after I started back to work y- y'all just always knew that if you needed something I hope you knew that <laughs> I was there I, ca- I can remember you know with uh, your, with your sisters just you know especially the oldest one you know spending lots of time in her room just talking about things that she was concerned about and then as you grew older it was the same with you I just you know I want y'all to be able to talk to me and come to me um, when you're trying to make those tough decisions and or when you make mistakes I, I want you to just know that I will always be there with no judgment because you're my kid yeah and I think that's like a big thing and I even talked about this in my English class the other day we were talking about advantages that some kids have have over others. And one advantage I said was having present parents. And I think, you know, some parents aren't always there for their kids and find it easy to just maybe not go to their stuff and everything. But from what I can remember, you and Dad both have always, like, done y'all's very best to come to every single thing I have. And even if y'all couldn't make it to something, I knew y'all tried y'all's best to be there for me because that was, and that just really instilled in me and like let me know that I was a priority to y'all and that y'all actually cared about me. Y'all weren't just like, "Mm, you know what, I don't really feel like doing this so maybe I just won't go. But the fact that y'all always tried to come to stuff really just showed that like y'all Y'all did value, like, me and my sisters, and, like, y'all did care. Well, absolutely. And, you know, uh, even before I, I had y'all, and you probably don't know this, but before I had y'all, that was one of the things that I always knew that I wanted to be able to do. It kind of, it was kind of a, it's kind of what drove me to make decisions throughout my life, because even, you know, when I went to college and I'm thinking about what am, I want to do, I always had in the back of my mind that some days I wanted to have children and, um, you know, I, I wanted to raise y'all a certain way. And mm. um, I wanted to be there to be there for everything. I didn't want to miss anything with y'all because um, y'all, y'all, Y'all do so much more than what I did growing up, and I wanted y'all to have that opportunity, and I wanted to have the opportunity to be there to experience it. And and your dad is the same way. He, um, we're both really proud of y'all, and uh, mm. we just want we've always just wanted to experience your lives. Aww, that makes me sad. Happy sad. <laughs> so speaking of dad, this is kind of not off topic, but just another. Another thing that I feel like is really important when you are thinking about like your future life and having kids and how you want to raise your kids, did that play like a big factor into you choosing who you were going to marry? Oh, absolutely. Um, I kind of just always knew what it was I was looking for. 
Um, and, you know, I, I met your dad when I was, like, you know, a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you, you know, it, it was, you know, I had a crush on him for years. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it was never really our time, you know. Um, God was still working on him. And God was still working on me. And it was kind of one of those things that, that, that when I, I met your dad, I, it was like a part of me knew. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I was so impatient. You know, I, I wanted him, you know, to ask me out for years. <laughs> 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 and, um, you know, we kind of both, you know, he, he was, you know, a guy out doing his own thing. And I was, you know, just went on with my life and, and eventually it was just really weird that, you know, I didn't see him for years. And then God brought us back together. And mm-hmm. um, when he brought us back together and we finally, uh, you know, still a while before he asked me about, but he, when he did ask me out, it was, it was the time. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I knew, actually, we talked about, you know, what we wanted in a family very early on. Um, and, you know, he... He had the same values I did. He was raised a lot like I was raised, mm-hmm. and um, he was he wanted the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. So you know he supported when I wanted to stay home with y'all. He you know he he supported all of my decisions when it came to y'all. Yeah. Did I answer your question? I'm not sure. Yes, you did. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know like there's always people always say like never lower your standards never and I think sometimes people get discouraged especially in these days because as a Christian girl sometimes um and Christian guys too sometimes we just struggle to find that person that we are just really looking for and I know I have really high standards and like you know it's hard to find someone who meets all those standards and so sometimes I feel like a lot of people can get discouraged like oh like I don't think I could ever find this person who I want, so maybe I should lower my standards. Well, it, and it can be very discouraging, especially as a teenager. You see all your friends with boyfriends, and, you know, as you go through college, you see people getting married, and you want that. And I was I was probably one of the last of my friends to get married and then to have kids. Um, I, I think I was 28 when I had your, your oldest sister. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think I got married at, like, can't remember it's been so long ago maybe 24 26 um which a lot of my friends were already married by that point and um you know I I dated some nice guys it wasn't that you know I didn't date anyone I did and they were very nice guys you know I always wanted you know the nice guys and and um but you know it's just they weren't the one God had prepared for me And so, you know, I I had to wait and I had to be patient um, because I probably wouldn't have really wanted to marry, you know, who Jason was before God had actually (laughs) (laughs) gotten him prepared. Yeah. So I know like sometimes people can like see a nice guy and get caught up in like the fact that he is a nice guy and be like, oh, but he's so nice. So you think. Just because he's a nice guy doesn't mean he's the right guy. That's right. That's right. And, I mean, yeah, you have to be patient. And you kind of, you have to go along through life and, you know, just live and be patient for God to get you ready and for God to get the the husband for you ready. That's so true. And I know, like, especially since we're in high school and we like to 
think like, oh, I need to have my life planned out right now. <laughs> like that's like all of my friends. It's very like, even though we're so young, like I'm literally 17 and I'm like, I wish I had my whole life planned out right now. Like if I don't have a boyfriend right now, I'm never going to, I'm never going to get married. <laughs> and like, I know that's like a lot of people's mindsets like that are my age. And um, so it's very easy for us to like, when we do find a person that we like, to kind of ignore like the red flags we see right. these days yes. and just get like so hooked on like the good things that we don't even pay attention to the bad things. Right. And, and so they aren't always necessarily just bad things, but they're not the things for you. And, mm -hmm. you know, I have always said that, you know, and I've tried to teach y'all that, you know, what you want when you're in middle school is not the same thing that you want in high school. Facts. And then when you get out of high school and you're in college, you're wanting different things. And That's then, so true. and then, but you know, by the time you're done with college, it's like you've lived so much of life at that point and learned so many things, you know. And that's why dating is not a bad thing, because you do learn mm -hmm. from dating. You do learn, like, okay, what is it I really want, and what traits do I really not want? And, you know, um, you know, so you as you mature, what you want for yourself changes. That's so true, because I, I can remember, like, in my freshman year of high school, like, thinking back to what I wanted then, it's like so completely different from like what I would want now because, and I mean, I have dated, so I've learned like things I do want and things I don't want. And sometimes you miss out on the things that are so important because you get caught up in so many other things that we don't even see how significant what we would consider like the little things are like people who have patience. Like, I feel like having patience is such a big thing to me. I want someone who is patient because I forget a lot of things. And I'm <laughs> sure you know that. I forget everything. And so if I don't have somebody patient, then we're probably going to have some issues because I need all the patience I can get. And I need to be patient too. But, and I just remember being younger and I never really thought about that. I never really thought about someone being patient, someone being available someone who would like give me the time I needed because something I realized I needed is someone who is going to be available to listen mm -hmm. someone who wants to listen to me because I like to talk and I know you know that I am a big talker I want someone who will sit down and listen to me because I feel like if I have somebody who doesn't listen then they don't want to hear my issues and therefore I'm just not going to say anything because I feel like, well, they don't really care. And I feel like everybody deserves to have somebody who makes them feel like they're valuable and that they're cared for and loved for. And um, so definitely I feel like dating has like, you know, it alters your views and like what you, what's the word? Prioritize. Right. What you prioritize in a relationship. Um in saying that, I want to ask you, this whole turned into like a whole dating advice thing. Well, I, am, I do want to say something when you said you want to feel valued. I think that is absolutely very important because you're, you're not going to find that person that you never argue with mm -hmm. um, or have issues with. There's things that will 
you know, there's things that have not your daddy and I on our tails, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we've had to get through it. Um, you know, it, especially when you, you know, are trying to build your family, you know, based on Christ, um, the devil comes in sometimes and tries to, you know, give you a run for your money and um, knocks you down. But, you know, that is a very important thing that goes both ways is value. You know, you want someone who is going to value you, but you also want someone that you will value because Mm -hmm. when things come up like job issues or, you know, whatever it may be, um, you have to be prepared to value each other enough that you can stick together through it and not let Mm. it get you down. That's good. Yeah. And also, I feel like having said all that, that also I feel like for a relationship to work, there has to be a foundation on Christ as well. Absolutely. Because, like you said, relationships are never perfect. I feel like every everybody should know that at this point. Like, relationships aren't going to be perfect. Everybody has arguments. Everybody goes through, like, disagreements or fights. It happens. And because, like, even with your friends, like, you'd be friends for years and you just, you know, have, like, little disputes. And, you know, because things happen. Like, you still love each other. But... I feel like, and I've seen this just in my friendships, friendships where I have had a foundation on Christ, I know that if something happens, I can go to them and I can apologize and be like, look, I'm sorry, you know, maybe this didn't come out the right way, and they are able to be understanding because they have those morals instilled in them of forgiveness and kindness and gentleness. And having, having that, I feel like, just transforms your relationship to somebody because you share those values yes and you know that no matter what happens they're gonna forgive me now that doesn't mean I'm gonna like take advantage of them mm-hmm. like you know push one of my friends down the stairs and be like oops sorry uh, hope not. <laughs> <laughs> sorry please forgive me um no I would never do that <laughs> well when you when your daddy and I started dating I, I can't say that either one of us was really going to church or mm-hmm. anything but when we realized that, you know, it, that our dating relationship was really turning into something, we did make the decision that we wanted to start going to church together. And, um, you know, that was kind of that was kind of just our way of realizing that, you know, this is actually something. This is going somewhere. And mm-hmm. we wanted to build that foundation on Christ. And um, and so that kind of was the start of it all. I mean, I had been saved, but, you know, I went to college. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but it brought, you know, God bringing us together also through that brought both of us back to him. So. That's so true. And I feel like y'all having had us, like, growing up and, like, us seeing y'all, like, go to church and y'all bringing us with you, even though when I was younger and a menace, like I said before, and I was like, I hate church. <laughs> you weren't church. too bad. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't want to go to church. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of kids went through that phase where they, they, they don't want to go. Because, number one, I don't want to wake up. But also, I do love our church because I do have donuts when I get there. So it makes it better. But also, I, I enjoy church now. <laughs> I remember when we first switched to Simple Church, you fought us on that. Um uh, we we came to Simple Church and um, 
we were just looking for churches and we really liked Simple Church and you did not want to change. <laughs> you you wanted to stay right where you were. You were not happy about it. And I don't know, it wasn't too long. I don't remember it being too long that you you just fell in love with it. Yes. And I, we couldn't drag you away now if we wanted to. No. <laughs> like now like this is, this is like my home. This is my safe place. Like I love the people here. Like it's it's like a just a whole family I have here. Like nobody could ever take me away now. <laughs> but <laughs> so um saying all that. So how do you think what do you think you did raising us that helped us, you know, want to strive towards being more kind and having a relationship with Christ? Well, um we we took y'all to church. Mm-hmm. Church was a priority. Um, we made sure y'all were there. We involved y'all in Awanas and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever church was offering, we had you there. Um, and also, I kind of feel like, you know, we were, we kind of modeled for y'all, you know, to be kind to others. We talked to y'all about it constantly. We tried to have you around people that were different and everything mm-hmm. and um, just teach you how to to treat people but I think you know when you when you do um start walking with Jesus you I think when you truly do um kindness is just part of it Mm -hmm. um it's kind of hard to have a a walk with Jesus and not learn to be kind that's true and uh I was gonna say something what was I gonna say oh let me think. Oh, Awanas. I do remember being in Awanas and um, having that base of learning all that scripture, mm-hmm. like, helped so much. But yes. also, us going and doing things as a family, like volunteer opportunities. And I know, like, the Simple Church has had so yes. many of those, more than any church I've been to. Being at the Simple Church has given me so many more opportunities to go out and, you know, do good, love God, love people, and go do good. Like, the that's, like, the top mottos here. Yeah. And um, just going with my whole family and being able to do, you know, kind acts of service right. and go serve people and being able to see how it affects other people has, I feel like, had more of an effect compared to if you just made us go to church but the fact that we were able to go out and see, like, oh, wow, like, this really does affect people. Like, it made us want to be there. And it gave us, like, this desire to go out and do good because we saw, you know, that the good it does for other people, you know. Doing good for other people and seeing how happy it makes them makes you feel better. Or it does for me anyways. But I know a lot of, a lot of other people would say the same. Um, but also, this is what I was thinking about. I also know, having talked to a lot of people, some of the issues with people who grew up in church and ended up straying away from it is having this bad relationship and sometimes it being the parents not not being exactly understanding of where their child stands and maybe their mental state. Mm-hmm. And I know I've talked to so many people 
who just say their parents aren't understanding of certain things and just believe that, you know, they don't think, you know, that mental health is like a real issue and that it's just something we come up with. And I have been happy to be able to tell people, you know, that y'all do care. And because I know when I struggled, like, y'all bring me to counseling and y'all let me have that opportunity to go and do that because y'all want that. And so many people, I feel like, try to tell their kids just, you know, just facts. Like, we were talking about this at Life Group yesterday. Just facts, like, just pray about it and it'll be fine. And um, prayer is awesome, but sometimes you really do just need that support because God puts people in your life to support you. Exactly. And if you are choosing to just be like, "Mm, no, I don't really want to handle this problem. then I mean, when when you're sick, you go to a doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, You pray about your illness, but you don't just leave it at that. You go to a doctor because God gifted people with that ability to heal in that way. And... um, I'm not going to lie, you know, when, when my kid says, you know, that they, they need some counseling, you know, I'm like, what did I go, where did I go wrong? You know, as a parent, I, I, you know, I instantly throw it back on myself. Um, but also, um, after, you know, because I have been raising three girls and also I'm a teacher, so I see a lot, you know, I realized that y'all have it so much worse than we did when we were growing up things were simple back then and things are not so simple now and there is a lot in your face Mm -hmm. that um we didn't have we were so sheltered and um and y'all just it's it's everywhere I mean it's it's social media you know thing at school it's it's everywhere you know um that all of these issues. I mean, you know, back when I was in school, you know, if somebody was hanging out with other people and didn't invite me, I didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. But now everything is in your, in your face and it does cause kids your age confusion and, um, it hurts. And, you know, um, and as a parent, it hurts me, but, you know, I have to realize that that can take a toll on your emotions and although I want you to always come to me, um, you know, I want to be the person that you come to. I do realize that sometimes you just need someone else to talk to or someone that is a little more educated in these things to talk to. Um, yeah. So. yeah, I know people always joke about, like, their parents being like, well, when I was your age, I crossed three rivers to go to school, and I hiked a mountain. And I never crossed a river. <laughs> All to get to school, like, I ran up the Rocky Mountains, like, just crazy things. And, you know, kind of, like, downing on their kids and making it kind of like, you know, I went through so much worse than you did, when really your, your kids – coming from a kid point of view your kids do not want to hear how you had it worse even if you did at that moment if your kid needs help it's just an I need help and I need you to listen Mm -hmm. and because I want help because a lot of times kids are scared to tell their parents things and when they tell you something and if you respond with like oh, well, I had it way worse than you do, (laughs) then we're like, okay, I'm never saying anything ever again because Mm -hmm. no thank you. Um, But I know, like, 
me having to come to you with like several of my issues and you having given me advice and like at times when I really needed it putting me in counseling has really shown me like you know you care about me enough to know when I need the extra help right and I know that is something that a lot of kids don't have and me being able to see how you aren't judgmental about things and me having grown up in a household where again judgment free like it's just it means like a lot because Christianity is all about it's just love you yes. just love everyone no no judgment because we we aren't in a place where we can judge and if you are in a household where your family judges you for things that you feel, which you can't really control the way you feel, then right. that kind of just distorts your view of distorts your view of love, which then can distort your view of God, because your view of love in church is all distorted because all anybody ever does is judge you. And so I feel like having y'all y'all having raised me, showing me that. You know, the first thing you should do is love someone and make sure that they are well taken care of instead of judging them and coming down on them and just being like, well, you shouldn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. It just has made like a world of difference. Oh, it warms my heart to hear that. (laughs) 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 And, you know, no kid is perfect, just like no adult is perfect. And, you know, mistakes are going to be made. And, you know, you know, it's... It's just one of those things that, you know, I have to love you through whatever it is you're going through or whatever has happened. And, you know, I have to love you through it. And, okay, let's try again. Mm-hmm. You know, um, thankfully, I do have good kids, so there's not that much. But, <laughs> you know, um, it is, it's just, you know, I always think about, you know, some, of the, some other kids. I'm like, you know, you just have to love them through it. Mm-hmm. Um, showing love and you know, giving advice, you know, as much as they'll hear it. um, It's just something that you have to do. They have to know that they can talk to you without the judgment. That's a very good point. So I think we're going to end this on a good note because (laughs) that was some really good advice. We got a little bit of parenting and dating in there, which I didn't plan on that, but that just made it even more awesome. So, guys, thank you all for listening. If you all stayed this long, And Madre, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Anything for you. Oh, of course. (laughs) Let's go get ice cream. I'm just kidding. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you all for tuning in, guys. And I'll see you all next time. Bye, guys.